Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion, unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. Foster's Rule Written by Ben Errington Narrated by Joseph Maudsley Snake Island, or Ija de Queimada Glanda, as it's known to most, is situated off the coast of Brazil and is often described by many as a place where nightmares are real. Humans haven't inhabited it for many years, but there were occasional visitors scientists gathering data on the various species of serpent that populated the landmass. There were snake smugglers too, the brave and the stupid, the kind of man willing to risk life and limb to collect venomous reptiles to sell to the highest bidder back on the mainland. But that wasn't why Brendan and Sam had travelled to the treacherous island. They'd paid those with knowledge of the place a huge sum to get them across the water, a journey that took well over two days due to the crew's insistence that they needed to avoid the patrols of the Brazilian Navy. They'd paid even more to the experts they knew could be bought who provided them with anti-venom in vials that could have been tap water for all they knew. The island is home to over 4,000 snakes, or one to five snakes every square metre, which means any unfortunate guest of the island had to be incredibly careful where they put their feet while walking were even more careful if they decided to take a piss anywhere. When the boat arrived at the island, 
a dinghy took the pair to the coastline. There was no beach, just jagged and slippery rocks covered in green algae. Their guide gave them some basic instructions in broken English, but Brendan was hot-headed and overexcited, ignoring most of the words from the sailor, as he admired the vast green hilltops of the island. They tied the boat to a wooden stump and dismounted, helping each other across the ice-like surface that their boots found it almost impossible to grip onto. The heat was unbearable, and Sam, usually the calmer of the two, was cursing at the top of his lungs. Fuck me sideways, it's hot. Their destination was an automated lighthouse in the centre of the jungle. The journey there was laborious and slow. The overgrown terrain not allowed the men a direct route. They used machetes to carve a path through, often having to swing at vipers and serpents to deter them from lunging with unholy sharp fangs. It was those snakes, the golden lance heads which despite their average size of half a metre long, had flesh melting venom that made their bites deadly. Slippery motherfuckers. They wore specialised thick walking socks and had gaffer taped the bottom of their trousers and cuffs of their shirts, as Sao Paulo locals, who told various stories of injury and death, had advised them. They were sodden with sweat by the time they reached high ground, and near exhaustion by the time they'd found the lighthouse. A faded white beacon amongst the lush green, they soon found what they were looking for. Their former partner, dead at the top of the building with a large rodent nesting in his hollowed out ribcage. He'd been eaten by something. Most of his bones picked clean and his mouth wide open to reveal discoloured pegs that used to be teeth. His eyes were gone too. Morsels pulled out of his skull. His tongue looked like a flap of burnt leather. Sam threw up. But Brendan was made of sterner stuff and immediately searched the satchel that had come to rest at the corpse's feet. The diamonds were there. At a quick glance he could tell it was all of them. None had been lost, which is what their employer had been worried about. Sam was leaning over the edge of the tower, wiping the vomit from his lips and his sleeve when he let out a strange noise that sounded like a balloon deflating. He stood at the top of the stairwell and looked down into the gloom, watching in horror as a gargantuan serpent slid up the stairs with terrifying grace, its yellow scales flickering with sunlight as it surmounted the lighthouse. Holy sh- Sam was confused. The experts had showed them pictures of all the snakes, the dangerous ones and the harmless ones, the ones that would bite and the ones that would avoid them, the ones that meant game over if they pierced your skin. But this one was huge bigger than anything Sam had seen in books or in documentaries or in his worst nightmares. It looked prehistoric, longer than a bus, and like it could effortlessly crush one as well. What the f- His head was colossal, its tongue tasting the air, looking for the humans. Its eyes were black, like the darkest night, and as it grew closer, Sam knew that this was the terrifying secret that the island had harboured. The reason humans were forbidden. This freak of evolution, this apex predator was top of the food chain. Sam had never felt more scared. He tried to alarm Brendan, but he couldn't say a word. 
The snake's mouth was already wide, the fangs oozing with clear liquid and the serpent hissing with otherworldly ferocity. It lunged forward and snapped its jaws close around Brendan's torso as Sam ducked under the twisting body of the snake, tripping and falling down the lighthouse stairs clumsily and breaking ribs, a wrist, a leg as he plummeted to the bottom. Every ounce of air seemed to leave his body as his broken frame hit the ground, the impact somehow not being able to rend him unconscious. He groaned with immeasurable pain as he looked up. The twisting shape of the immense snake as it swallowed his friend whole briefly blocked out the brightness of the vibrant sun. He watched with horror as the shape of Brendan's still live body slipped down the throat of the serpent. And when he realised he could not move, he knew that he was next. He had the Kermada Grande would be his final resting place. All that was soon to be left of him was just a pile of festering, half-digested bones. It was then, due to the shock, that Sam drifted into the embrace of unconsciousness. At least he wouldn't be awake when he was eaten. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. Fostered for All was written by Ben Arrington, narrated by Joseph Maudsley, with music by Tom Robson. Okay, so how's this? If you're a fan of the other stories and the Hawk and Cleaver gang, then why not show your love by leaving us a review in the iTunes store? It helps us in the iTunes charts, helps us to gobble up new listeners, and it makes our hearts flutter. <laughs> what? You want to do more than just leave a review? Okay, cool. You can jump over to www.patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver to join the club get access to exclusive episodes, hang out with a gang, get physical print books hurled at your front door, and witness a story empire being born. Oh, and Kez says hi. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.